And now today's cleaning tip from Tubital's Heavy Duty Cleaning Wipes. Most people are disinfecting more frequently these days. But did you know there's a difference between disinfecting and cleaning? Cleaning is the first step before disinfecting and is needed on a regular basis to remove germs, dirt, and dust from surfaces. Plus, keeping a clean surface helps minimize the growth of future germs. And now a word from Tub of Towels. At Tub of Towels, we started with the toughest messes and quickly realized Tub of Towels heavy-duty cleaning wipes can clean just about anything, like stubborn brake dust, spilled paint, even permanent marker. There's literally thousands of uses. Proudly made in the USA with over 30,000 five-star reviews. Find Tub of Towels heavy-duty cleaning wipes at your local auto parts store, the Home Depot, Lowe's, and more. Look for the big yellow tub. Is it time? Let's do this. It's time for Real Golf Radio, the longest-running nationally syndicated golf show in the country. With insights and experience of professional golfer Bob Casper, son of Hall of Famer Billy Casper, and the passion and, uh, well, fun of Brian Taylor. Nice. Here they are, the hosts of Real Golf Radio, Brian and Bob. All right, welcome in to a special U.S. Open edition of Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor alongside Bob Casper, son of two-time U.S. Open champion Billy Casper and, of course, a San Diego native whose uh, likeness is inscribed right on the wall of fame there at Torrey Pines. And uh, so far, a great weekend shaping up a little bit of a... Yeah, maybe another Rocco mediate there with Richard Bland. Uh, 48 years young out there doing some fun stuff, and I'm in here for Richard Bland. We'll talk about all that. We've got a great show for you. Jeff Babineau will join us, our good friend, uh, veteran golf journalist. We'll also check in with America's favorite caddy. Troy Merritt competing and grinding out there through a, a tough knee injury, and uh, he'll give us a little thoughts on the first couple of rounds. And uh, we also will check in with uh, – the Senior Director of Championships for the USGA, John Bodenhammer, who happens to be a former college golf teammate yeah. of Bob Casper's out at BYU. So we got a stacked show for you. We're excited to be with you, and thanks for joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Just a reminder, you can hit us up on Twitter, at Real Golf. You can find us on SiriusXM. You can find us on iHeartRadio and wherever your favorite podcasts are found. Bob, uh, we're just halfway through the United States Open Championship, but already uh, there are a lot of storylines. I thought it was a little bit slow to start. I, w- I won't lie. Yeah. But I love what's cooking right now. You know, they, they talk about in, in, in sports, guys start, you know, they're saying, hey, we're something's cooking. We're cooking now. We're starting to warm up. I feel like that's starting to happen now. And this weekend should be a good one. Well, you know, the interesting thing about the U.S. Open is the easiest it's possibly going to play is on a Thursday, uh, maybe a Thursday and a Friday. Um, and each day it gets more difficult as far as the conditions of the golf course that the the speed of the fairways, the speed of the greens, uh, the length of the rough, because they aren't cutting the rough, and um, and it's it's just becomes a more and more difficult test as the week goes on. So that's kind of what we're seeing right now. We're seeing a lot of guys making a making a big push, making a bunch of birdies, and then somebody makes a bo- couple of bogeys or a string of bogeys and a double bogey and stuff like that. Matthew Wolf made eight birdies in the first round. 
and had two double bogeys and a couple and and a couple bogeys besides that. So a lot of things can happen in a U.S. Open, and uh, you just kind of sitting there waiting and anticipating a car wreck at some point. Uh, that's been one of the more surprising things. We've seen a lot of balls hold for eagle. We've seen a lot of birdies. We have seen very few cards that are kind of just hang on, make a bunch of pars, and sprinkle a birdie and offset a bogey every once in a while. Justin Thomas is one of those guys with about as clean a card as you'll see out there. We'll get into Russell Henley also with a really good clean card, and that's why he's there near the top. We'll talk about it all as we continue on our U.S. Open edition of Real Golf Radio. For over two decades, First Tee has created experiences that build character. We believe every kid deserves to feel supported, safe to try something new, and to be prepared for what comes next. We develop their swing, but more importantly, their inner strength. Because we know what's inside doesn't just count, it changes the game. Come join us at First Tee. Visit firsttee.org. To get your highest performing tour ball, you need to build it with the highest quality. To get the highest quality, you need to pass more than 150 consistency checkpoints. And to guarantee your tour ball has a more centered core, you need unique 3D X-ray. That's why one tour ball is more centered than another. And it might not be who you'd think. ChromeSoft. This ball really does change everything. There are currently 2 million American spouses and children whose family member was killed or disabled in defense of our country, which is why I founded the Folds of Honor, providing educational scholarships to the families of 1% of the Americans who protect our freedom. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Please join our squadron today. Your $13 a month speaks volumes and changes lives forever. Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today. Those who know love heading to St. George, Utah for year-round fun, especially golf. But where to stay is always a challenge, and getting a tee time can be tough. What if there was a Scottsdale-style golf resort in St. George where you can stay and play? And what if you could own your own residence there? Well, now there is. Introducing Black Desert Resort at Entrada. The second and final chapter of the Entrada Vision offers a full community with exceptional amenities from residential villages, hiking trails through preserved lava flows, spa, world-class dining and shopping, and a Tom Weiskopf Championship Golf Course. It's literally an outdoor paradise that will strengthen family bonds and make lifelong memories. That's life at Black Desert. Find out how you can stake your claim at blackdesertresort.com blackdesertresort.com exclusive real estate opportunities are available now black desert resort at entrada unlike anything you've experienced before Now, back to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper on Real Golf Radio. Real Golf Radio. 
And the segment is brought to you by Odyssey, the number one putter this week at the U.S. Open, the number one putter in golf. Check out odysseygolf.com. And thank you for joining us here on our U.S. Open edition of Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor. He's Bob Casper. And I just say something real quick, Bob. Your dad, having won two U.S. Opens at Wingfoot and then again at Olympic Club, two of the iconic venues in our game. And your dad, obviously, one of the iconic players of this game. And I, I imagine and this is just such a, a thrill to every time the U.S. Open comes around, much like at the Masters where he is yep. a Masters champion, that you must just have a, a little extra element of pride that, that the rest of us can't necessarily experience. You know, what's pretty interesting is um, when my dad was growing up and playing junior golf and turned professional and everything, his whole goal was to win the U.S. Open. When he accomplished that in 1959 when he played at Wingfoot, I, I remember um, the story that he told about um, he was staying with some friends there. He played a practice round uh, before U.S. Open week, and he said, if ever I'm going to win the U.S. Open, it's going to be on this golf course, and he ended up winning that year. Um, and then later on when he won the Masters in 1970, um, he he um, really – that was the golf, the golf tournament that he wanted or strived to win later when he when he won that in nineteen seventy. So very fortunate to win the US Open twice, fifty nine and sixty six, and then uh, also to have gotten a major at the Masters winning that one no, in no nineteen seventy. So hey you get yeah. one on each coast. That's doing pretty good. There's not very yep. many multiple US Open champions. So really, really cool stuff. Uh just wanted to give your dad a quick shout out and of course yep. being there from San Diego where this is being played this week. You know, one of the big stories is a forty eight year old Richard Bland, who just picked up his first win in 400, almost 500 starts, Bob, on the European Tour. He finally breaks through a few weeks ago. That gets him into the U.S. Open, and he's making the most of it. He Golf Channel got a chance, and Damon Hack, to catch up with Richard after his second round. This is what he had to say. Yeah, pretty good. You know, I think whenever you have know, lead in a major after 36 holes, you've got to be happy, especially, you know, U.S. Open. Uh, yeah, you know, the challenges going to be put in front of you so um yeah to be five under yeah I'm over the moon and why wouldn't you be you know I, this is a great story uh you know a lot of times when i'm watching majors I, I'm, I'm in for the big names i want to see mm-hmm. history being made and that type of thing but i just couldn't help but kind of fall in love a little bit with richard bland and what he was doing out there and his comments afterwards i, I think it's a fantastic story and i'm anxious to see how he holds up this weekend and by the way bob he does remind me a little bit just watching him walk the fairways of tory like rocco media that was challenging tiger woods and you know maybe it'll be uh it'll be bland and Brooksy, you know, when this thing all shakes out, who knows? Yeah, you know, and there's another one right up there with him at five under par tie for the lead, which is Russell Henley. And you would never have said, okay, after 36 holes at Torrey Pines with the best field or the top, what, whatever players in the game. Top 65 in the world, yeah, all one through 65. Top 65 plus, in the yep. world on one track. In, yeah, and, and these guys are going to be leading. Uh, I, I don't know that you would ever you would ever come down and say that. So. Yeah. yeah, well, that's what's happening, and, and that's why it's an open, you know, and that's yes. what's beautiful about an open is, you know, you, you earn the right to get there. I, I appreciate NBC and Golf Channel for showing all 156 players, and their, their thought was, look, if you're good enough to make the U.S. Open, you're good enough to make some television coverage. And so, you know, hats off to uh, everyone there and their opportunities and, um, you know, to be able to, to compete in this, our national open. But uh, a, a, lot of, a lot of discussions, some things we've got to talk about, 
Bob is uh, John Rahm. He's certainly the pre-tournament yep. favorite and pretty much everyone's favorite. And it seems since Tiger Woods, highly unlikely that the guy that's actually the favorite goes out and performs like it. Rom's not on top after 36 holes, but he's right there and he's playing well and he's holding up well with the expectations and got a lot of got a lot of respect for what Rom's doing right now and you got to like his chances. Well, I think John Rom, one of the things is that uh, I think that lit a fire in him. Uh, what happened to him with uh, the debacle with COVID and and uh, the PGA Tour and Memorial and everything. Uh, I think, you know, he he he's saying I got something to prove now. And I know I'm playing well, so uh, I, I'm ready for the U.S. Open. On a golf course, I've already won a Farmer's on. And a golf course, I I proposed to my wife on. So um, I, I, I just think uh, he's got great feelings coming in here, and he's got a lot to prove and more great golf to play the rest of the week. Another story that I think is fascinating is what's happening uh, with uh, Matthew Wolf and his discussions uh-huh. around mental health. Uh, we're we're going to take some time to get into that on the back nine. Hour number two, we'll hear some comments as well from Bubba Watson. I thought he had some great things to say. John Rahm as well, and, and then even even Richard Bland. You know, with uh, in in another way, he was overwhelmed by the support that he got after finally breaking through for his first win. And I think you see a dichotomy there between what social media, the positive outside that. It, the positive that it can be bring as well as the negative that it can inflict on these people that live in a public, you know, um, spotlight. And, you know, you could say, Hey, look, you're making millions of dollars. You're playing on the PGA tour. You got a great life. Who cares? Deal with it. Suck it up. But you know what? I, I think we're past that. I don't, regardless of the amount of money or the, the job description the guys have, uh, I think everyone, you know, is, um, and I don't mean to jump on a soapbox here, but I think no. it's, I think everyone deserves respect. And yeah. I think it's it, we need to remember and pay attention to how we treat people, you know, even when we're on a computer screen, not just face to face. So uh, it is something that we'll talk about coming up. The other thing I wanted to bring up too, Bob, is the the way Brooks Kepka continues to play well at major championships. Justin Crazy. Ray with this stat that just blows my mind since 2016, best score to par in major championships. Brooks Kepka at 86 under par. Second is DJ at 21 under par. Xander Schauffele's third at 20. So you got a single shot between second and third and a whopping 65 shots between first and second best scores to par. I mean, that just blows my mind what Brooks is able to do in major championships on the biggest stage. Well, you know, the thing about Brooks is, and we've heard him say it before, he said that the the importance of playing in major championships is vital to him. Um, He feels he can beat half the, he knows he's going to beat half the field to begin with. And the other half, um, he feels that he um, gets gets through the pressure much better than handle the pressure you know, better. He's yeah. able to handle it better. Yeah. Um, so when it comes down to it, he said, "All basically, I have to do is put myself into position, get myself into position, so that when it comes down to the last eighteen holes or the last nine holes, I'm in a position to be able to go ahead and win." We saw him there um, with Phil. Uh, Phil was able to. Uh, uh, take his maturity and and beat Brooks in that final round, and then uh, y- you know now you see him here through 36 holes. He's at even par. He's only five shots back, and the golf course is going to get tougher and tougher. And uh, and Brooks, I think, is going to be one that you have to watch coming 
down the weekend. Yeah, I mean, probably going to have to hit a few more fairways, stay out of that rough. I mean, he yeah. is a bit of a Hercules out there, but uh, this rough is uh, punching back with Herculean uh, efforts as well, Bob. And let me just transition real quick to, oh, and by the way, that recipe, he says he's got the recipe figured out for the U.S. Open. I went back in the archives to an interview that I did with Johnny Miller at Pinehurst at the U.S. Open in 2014. We'll play that for you coming up at the end of the hour. I think you'll find that to be pretty interesting where Johnny talks about that recipe uh, yep. seven years ago. So so we'll we'll talk through that coming up here at the, at the end of the at the end of the hour. But um, uh, one of the one of the things that I wanted to mention too, Bob, is is this golf course. There's an interesting discussion about whether Tory Pines is quote unquote worthy to host a major championship. What's your thoughts? Well, I think if you're thinking about the elitists, um, the elitists are going to say no, it's not. It needs to only be on major, um, you know, only on elite uh, like uh, uh, you know. Courses like Marion and and Shinnecock and some of the other ones, um, country club atmosphere, so to speak. Um, that's so far from the truth. This is a phenomenal uh, golf course. It played phenomenal um, when Tiger and Rocco the last time in 2008, and it's playing great again this week. And it's in a great setting there in San Diego. And the more West Coast majors we can have, the better, in my opinion. We'll take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Senior Director of Competitions for the USGA, John Bodenhammer. He'll join us next right here on Real Golf Radio. Hotel Park City, along with the Spa and Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, are open. Parents were tired, forced into homeschooling, juggling work at home and kids at home. Well, take a staycation and escape to Hotel Park City. The pool's open, fitness center, bandanas grill, Ruth's Chris, the spa, and the golf course. From suites and the cottages that offer private hot tubs on the balcony and three fireplaces, you got to get away. To Hotel Park City, call 435-940-5077. That's 435-940-5077 for reservations today. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried & Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried & Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. Hey, when you're not hunting birdies on the golf course, you may just want to hunt or shoot. Get some guns and ammo. Yeah, it's what you want. It's also the name of the store. Stop in one of the four locations along the Wasatch Front with Get Some Guns and Ammo stores in Murray, Orem, Layton, and Tooele. A great selection of firearms, an indoor shooting range for rifle, pistols, and shotguns, and Get Some has a large selection of range gun rentals so you can try it before you buy it. Beginners are welcome. Come and learn from the experts at Get Some. Guns and Ammo, open seven days a week. You might know Mountain Land Supply for its plumbing products, but did you know Mountain Land Supply also carries landscaping, irrigation supplies, and tools. They can help you design and calculate the exact feet of pipe, sprinkler heads, and nozzles to use for your yard. Using smartphone technology, you can even control your watering with state-of-the-art controllers. For all your landscaping needs, Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. 
This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life-changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure, I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through everything to put my concerns to rest and the day of the surgery was so easy really one of the simplest things I've gone through and it worked I could see instantly and 12 years later I haven't had any issues at all I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway well you know close to 300 yards anyway schedule your free consultation today at hoopsvision.com join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir Bruce and Boyd Summerhays Bob Casper and me oh and mention Real Golf Radio and you'll save a thousand dollars off your LASIK procedure do it now at Hoops vision.com now back to real golf radio talking golf back when 300 yard drives were big for real here's brian and bob all right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. It's U.S. Open Week, and we're really excited to welcome in our next guest. He's the Senior Managing Director of Championships for the United States Golf Association and former teammate at BYU, a Bob Casper. John Bodenhammer joining us right now. Hey, John, how are you? Doing great. It's a great day at Torrey Fine. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, it's, you know, as we're speaking, the championship is underway. Uh, I know in this first round you had fog that, that kind of got things slowed up a bit to start, but nevertheless, some great scoring right off the bat. I guess just overall, how things, how do you think, uh, or how would you assess things going so far? We're really, really pleased with where things are. You know, we were a little disappointed this morning, have, have the fog that delayed play, but you know, we play an outdoor game and until we put it under a dome or with an air conditioner, we're going to always uh, be up against that from time to time. But I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll trade uh, a little bit of fog for the beautiful sunny skies and what we usually get in, in San Diego when, when we come here weather-wise. It's pretty perfect for what we do. So tell us about the setup. You, are you guys pleased with the setup and how these guys are playing so far? You know, we really are. We, our strategy, we have documented strategy. It's about really letting the golf course come to us. We really uh, talk a lot about easing into day one and day two and, and really peaking at the right time. We kind of think of it as a crescendo. And if you look at the golf course, you'll begin to see this afternoon that there's a breeze kicking up uh, with the marine layer this morning. You know, it, it kept things pretty moist, and, but now with the sun out and, and a little breezy conditions, you'll start to see the golf course begin to show this afternoon that it's getting a little crispy, a little toasty, a little bouncy, not too much. It's still, uh, things, things are good. We'll put a little water on tonight and try to rinse and repeat for tomorrow. And, um, then as we go into the weekend, uh, it'll get a little bouncier, but we, we you know, we don't, the, the guys, you know, we, 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 the U S the U S open is tough. It's in our DNA. It's who we are. It's what we've always been. It's, it's what makes it special. But we, you know, we we want it to be fair, and and fair is just you know just kind of an ease into it. No, no big swings, no, nothing drastic. That happens the golf course. It just kind of comes at us, comes at the players, and we're seeing that. Rough is growing a little bit, and you know by the time we get into Saturday and Sunday, we think it's going to be just right. 
John Bodenhammer, USGA, joining us here on Real Golf Radio. You know, there's some who will say golf courses like Torrey Pines are just built for U.S. Opens, and you can almost grow the rough up a little bit more than normal and switch the flags out, and you've pretty much got a U.S. Open setup. It's a difficult layout. How much preparation went into and how much transformation has to go into getting a golf course like Torrey ready for this week? Well, you know, that's really a great question, and uh, it's, a, it's over the last oh, two and a half years, and really the, the bulk of the work happened, uh, oh, I'd say in, right after the Farmers Tournament, PGA Tour event in February. We were here right after the Farmers. We felt like we went on the clock. We really came in and, and did our, uh, our, our tea and hole area or hole location plan, and then we built uh, around the golf course uh, to that. And what I mean by that is, you know, when you, you're here in February and to see the farmers, they had uh, overseeded the golf course with ryegrass, and that's a very different grass than what's here this, this summer with, with what is called Kakuya grass. Ryegrass is a thinner, wispier, uh, you know, a lot of blades to it in the rough and on the fairways. And, but Kakuya is native down here, and it's a, it's a hardy, thick, bladed grass that, I don't know, when you're in the rough and you, you run into some kakuya and you're, you hit a flop shot, it's like hitting your club through leather it's, uh, or a Brillo pad. It just kind of grabs it, gnarly grass that wraps around the club. And so part of our thought was to really uh, encourage that growth. The uh, golf course superintendent, Rich McIntosh, came in not last year, tested this and cut all the ryegrass down right after the farmers in, in, uh, in 2020. And then uh, did that again this year. It really encouraged a lot of Kikui to come back a little bit earlier for June in the U.S. Open. We have much more of it uh, this time than we did in 2008, and we're very pleased with it. You know, um, you've gone to a lot of public courses. Um, you know, Chambers Bay, you've you've gone to, uh, of course, uh, Pebble Beach, um, now uh, Torrey Pines a couple of times, um, and, and others over the last decade. Um, there's been some interesting talk this week about going away from from public style golf courses. Can you address that a little bit? Going away from public style golf courses. My goodness, uh, I, I don't, um, I haven't heard that, but um, it's not something we're saying. I, I, I think we, you know, we love Torrey Pines. We have a great history here. Torrey Pines, you know, it might be a short history with the U.S. Open, but it's the type of history you can't buy. You can only earn with Tiger winning. The storytelling around it's been magnificent. And, you know, I think from the standpoint of uh, Torrey Pines not only being, oh, about one of about 12,000 public courses, but one of about 2,800 municipal courses owned by the city of San Diego. And, you know, you think about Torrey Pines and what makes it unique for us and and special for us, not only is it a big brood of a golf course and a magnificent challenge for these great, for the world's greatest players. And by the way, we have, an amazingly strong field where every single one of the world's top 65 are in our field. And we're super thrilled about that. That's, that's a pretty rare occurrence for any of the majors. And we have it here. So who, whoever wins really uh, will have earned it. But, you know, Torrey's a big golf course. It is a U.S. Open golf course, but it's also really fits in nicely with what we think about as being open. And when, when you talk about openness, we think about our qualifying process where 9,000, more than 9,000, between nine and 10,000 every year enter the U.S. Open to follow their dream, almost 2,000 for the U.S. Women's Open. And we have a two-stage qualifying process, 9,000. The youngest player, uh, Nick Iwasaki from San Jose, at 10. 
to Mel Hughes from Denver, Colorado at 74. Followed their dream to play in the U.S. <laughs> Open the last few weeks. And uh, we narrowed down the 9,000 to about 800. And uh, they played for the 78 or 9 spots into the U.S. Open. Uh, there's an, Half the field's exempt just about every year, and the other half goes into qualifying, and there's just no more open process. And you think about it, it really, our qualifying process is almost, um, well, it's really like uh, the openness of our country, the values that have made our country great. Everybody's welcome. It's inclusive. You come, you come to this country, you're welcome. You come to the U.S. Open, you're welcome. If you can, uh, it doesn't matter your background, clubs in your bag, clothes on your back, color of your skin. If you can get your ball in the hole, you can play in the U.S. Open. We think it's the ultimate meritocracy, and we're proud of it. You know, I think Corey Pines is that, too. You come to a municipal golf course here in the city of San Diego. It's a great melting pot. Everybody from every background. You come here, and you can play with with folks in the business world to somebody that's, um, you know, just uh, a young kid just getting a start in life. Uh, to to a to a to a marine and and you just see the cross section of everything that's good about the game of golf when you come to a place like Torrey Pines and play golf. I love it, John. Bo- us, yeah, yeah. And for us to do that at the U.S. Open, it, as I said, it just it just expands our openness. We're thrilled with it. I love that discussion. John Bodenhammer joining us here on Real Golf Radio. I think there was some discussion, you know, around private versus public and then maybe about narrowing the number of golf courses, maybe having a little bit of a rotation like what you see at the Open Championship. Is there is there anything, uh, any merit to that, that there might be a, a more of a limited number? I know Mike Davis is, and we can talk about Mike a little bit. He's he's wrapping his his time up. But, you know, he, he was sort of known for taking the, the U.S. Open to some places that hadn't seen a U.S. Open in the past. Yeah, Mike. Mike. Uh, Mike's uh, like a brother to me, and a, and a number of us on on staff. He's um, he is a creative, innovative thinker, and he's done a lot of great things with the USJ. Um, most of all, putting the game first in, in all of our decisions. And you know, I I think there's been a lot of that, and I I think we uh, we've been talking a lot over the last couple of years about where we take the U.S. Open and the U.S. Women's Open, certainly all of our championships. And I think the way we think about it is really, it's something that uh, I keep going back to this when we talk internally, but Nick Price, former world number one, multiple major championship winners on our board, on our championship committee. And a few years ago, about uh, two and a half, three years ago, Nick said something in one of our meetings we were talking about, well, you know, where do we take the U.S. Open, the U.S. Women's Open? And he just turned to us and said, it's really important for the guys or, or the gals win their U.S. Open. It means something when you win at certain places. The ghost of the past matters. You know, the history that, yeah. that, that, a, that a Bob Jones or a Ben Hogan or, or an Arnold or a Jack or a Tiger, uh, you know, the, the, those, are the, those, those are the memories and, and the iconic um, moments in our game that, and in our championship, that really matter. And, and the guys and, and, and the women want to win on those places. You saw it two weeks ago at the Olympic Club at the U.S. Women's Open. So much history there and, and uh, another dramatic finish. And so we think about it as where do the players want to win their U.S. Open? And it's not a rotation. It won't be a rotation because some places want to host it more frequently, like Pinehurst will go there every five, six, seven years with an, with an Open. Uh, but other places, um, you know, some of the cathedrals of the game, want to host it, uh, but maybe not quite so often. And so it won't be a rotation, but it'll be where the players want to win their U.S. Open. 
So Brian alluded to um, Mike Davis, and you you briefly mentioned him. Um, his tenure as CEO of the USJ is is going to be ending, and Michael Wan has come in as uh, as going to be the new CEO. Tell us a little bit about Michael Wan and your feelings about him and how he's going to direct and lead the USGA. Well, Mike Mike Wan's been a good friend for for a number of years. I don't know Mike as well as I know Mike Davis, but uh, I know Mike Wan to be a well. There again, there's a, a pretty creative guy, energetic guy, a lot of big ideas, and uh, I think deep, you know, at, at at the deepest level, Mike Wan is a is a fine human being. And so I think everybody's excited to really, uh, you know, to have a leader with a lot of integrity and a lot of creativity again. And, you know, I think, we'll, I think all of us on staff and all of us uh, with the USJ are just kind of waiting to see how it all unfolds because, you know, I, I, I think we, uh, we're, we're um, you know, it's still about Mike Davis. He's going to be our uh, CEO for a few more weeks and um, we're all being respectful of that. And I think once we, really uh, dig in with Mike Wan. We'll find out what some of those big ideas are. We already are, but we're excited. We're all looking forward very positively to the future. And, and uh, again, a lot of creativity and, and a lot of integrity there. So that's, that's good for, uh, for the USJ and the game. And, and I would say the same with Mike Davis. I said it before. I, I think you look at creative minds in the game. I know it's why I came to the USJ a little over 10 years ago. A big reason was because of uh, the pace and, and, and the creativity that Mike Davis brought um, to the USJ and to the game. Just uh, just so much innovation, so much good for the game, uh, and really about what's most important within our mission. You know, John, it's uh, it's been interesting as our country and the world really has gone through an unprecedented pandemic uh, and uh, and and to see the way golf thrived and grew and uh, became uh, an outlet and uh, and it became so important in so many ways and it's just seen you know from manufacturers to golf course operators the the participation levels uh, the excitement the interest has been off the hook really um, how have you uh, I guess maybe address some of that and and do you see that trend continuing and then how how do we take that as as fans and and uh, and and in you and your position with the game of golf how do how do we promote that and continue to help that grow? I think uh, well you're right it's been an amazing sort of um, silver lining to what has been a very challenging time for not only our country but the world and, and, and the game of golf in a lot of ways. And you think about, oh, my goodness, you know, March of 2020, we were all wondering what our game, uh, what all of us would look like, how we'd come out on the other side of this. It's really, you know, I'd say, too, we're, we're thrilled this week to – it's funny, I was out this morning and it wasn't really until today where we, we saw fans out on the golf course. Um, we really didn't have – you know, we, we really wasn't today and before uh, the paid – ticket holders were able to be on site because of COVID restrictions and every bit of every little bit of normalcy that we're able to get back to feels good. And, uh, and I think there we, everybody senses like at most clubs and courses and, and resorts, this pent up demand that, you know, golf has uh, benefited from being that one sport, I think above any other that can be played outside. It can be played by yourself. It can be played safely in uh, so much positive with it. I think it's been a, a rebirth of, of the greatness of the game. And uh, everybody, so many 
so, by all measures, uh, there's so many and so much enjoyment by so many uh, folks who maybe have had gotten away from it. And I think all of us at the USGA are looking to our key partners. That's everybody from the tours, the PGA of America, to Augusta National, to our, most importantly, our Allied Golf Association, most importantly, our, our AGAs, and how we how we keep that engagement with golfers. And I, I think in, in, in a small way this week at the U.S. Open as part of that, I think we view our championships as, as insp- in, in, inspirational and aspirational events. You know, I know when I was a young boy, uh, Bob, I don't know about you or Brian, but um, I, I always grew up and w- when I'd be done picking the range or cleaning the carts at, at the little course I grew up at, my folks who lived behind the third green, I'd always play home at night on the summer when, when we, were, we didn't have school and always had a last putt on that last green every night as uh, the sun was going down. It was always when the U.S. Open. And I think the ultimate measure for us when, and I, and I think that really was because I watched Jack Nicholas win the U.S. Open at Ball Patrol in 1980 mm-hmm. and Tom Watson chip in on 17 at, at uh, Pebble Beach uh, in 1982. And, you know, the, it goes on and on and on. And I was inspired by that. And it, always, it was always the U.S. Open for me. And I think the ultimate measure for us in growing the game and inspiring young kids, boys and girls, um, is if they get to that last green on those summer evenings and it's about making that putt for the U.S. Open and the U.S. Women's Open. I think that's part of it. But I think we're really thinking about other ways that we can stay engaged with those that have that have found a renewal. And, and um, I guess I'd point to our efforts around sustainability. Uh, we are deeply involved in that and improving the, the golfer experience. You know, I think in parts of our country, uh, just to how water is used and and uh, applications and really making, and there's so much more to it that, than that. That's, an, that's another conversation, but we're not concerned. Uh, we're, we're focused on now, certainly, and, and what's going on now and, and how people are engaged. But we also want to make sure that we work to protect the future. And so the golf is, 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 is really uh, enjoyed and great five, 10, 25, 50 years from now, not just over the next few years. And so we're looking long-term. Well, I know that uh, Bob's uh, too humble to mention it, but I know he's really proud that his dad is a two-time U.S. Open champ. I mean, you talk about places, Olympic Club and Winged Foot. Those are pretty two historic venues to have your father win the United States Open. So uh, pretty cool stuff. John, we appreciate you taking some time. Uh, Great job uh, so far. The setup looks phenomenal. We wish we could be there. We're hoping that by next summer it'll be completely normal and we'll have full media and we'll be able to be back in our little radio row there inside the media. Media tent. We have enjoyed being there over the years, and we wish you all the best this weekend. Well, we always enjoy having you guys with us. I think Pebble was the last one we could be together, and we look forward to next year yeah. at the Country Club and Brookline, and hopefully we can be together. Look forward to it, Brian and Bob. Great well, talking with you. Thanks so much, John. Have a great weekend. You, you got it. You all too. Right. All right, take care. John Bodenhammer, Senior Managing Director of Championships for the USGA, joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. Building a driver to deliver more speed isn't new. The way we're doing it is. We're pushing artificial intelligence to go even further. The new Jailbreak AI speed frame is designed to promote faster ball speeds across the face. It's a structural shift in design, delivering performance in a way you've never seen. We're not just building drivers. We're framing the future of speed. Only in the new Epic Drivers from Callaway. 
Have you heard? There's an all-new experience coming to St. George, Utah. Black Desert Resort at Entrada is a full community resort experience featuring a resort hotel, private residences, world-class dining and shopping, a Tom Weiskopf designed championship golf course, and so much more. With a simple message of remarkable within reach, Black Desert Resort beckons you to visit and even stay for a lifetime. Exclusive real estate opportunities are available at blackdesertresort.com. Black Desert Resort at Entrada. Unlike anything you've experienced before. For over two decades, First Tee has created experiences that build character. We believe every kid deserves to feel supported, safe to try something new, and to be prepared for what comes next. We develop their swing, but more importantly, their inner strength. Because we know what's inside doesn't just count, it changes the game. Come join us at First Tee. Visit firsttee.org. Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back. Real Golf Radio, Brian and Bob. Thanks so much to John Bodenhammer from the USGA for spending a few minutes with us this week. It's always good to visit with him the week of the U.S. Open. Well, uh, since we are not there, which we are bummed that we couldn't be there, we wanted to get some insight on just exactly how Torrey Pines is playing. And so we had a chance to catch up with our good friend Troy Merritt, uh, who is looks like he's going to sneak in just uh, inside the, the cut line there at plus four. Had a chance to catch up with him after his round on Friday. All right, let's head out to Torrey Pines and uh, joining us from the U.S. Open, our good friend Troy Merritt. You heard him talk about qualifying to get in this week. Troy, uh, it's been a couple of days, and you're probably sitting about right on the cut line. How was those first two, first 36 holes treating you? Well, we had a great couple practices running up to the event, and uh, Wednesday, the left knee started giving me some, some good pain, and man, by Wednesday night, Thursday morning, I could hardly walk. I think the, my IT band and my I got a little too tight and the knee was not having it so it was hard enough just to walk let alone play golf at Torrey and you know might have cost cost us a few shots but we battled putted well on on Thursday to shoot uh, four over but uh, yeah it was more normal today I wore a brace on the knee and had some work done on it and yeah hopefully they uh, they let us into the weekend I think we've got some good golf uh, uh, in us here this weekend so yeah hopefully we get to play. That cold uh, June gloom probably didn't help with a sore knee, huh? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he'd be able to tell me a little bit more. I've only been 35 for about eight months. I don't know (laughs) if it keeps getting worse or what. It does. Hey, but 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 look, your your playing partner there, uh, Richard Bland. I mean, the guy's forty eight. Um, what what was that like? What can you tell us about what you learned from him over a couple of days? Yeah, he looked uh, he looked like the leader. I mean, just little bullet baby fades almost into every fairway and control trajectory real nice into the greens and didn't hit, have to get up and down too much. And when he did, you know, he scrambled well and he holds some nice putts for birdie. And I mean, he just looked like the leader. I mean, you know, he didn't do one thing great to have to make up for anything else in the bag. So 
Uh, he's, you know, he's, he's pretty cool customer. He's a little, uh, a little deliberate. He's not going to pull the trigger till he's ready. So, I mean, I think he's going to be around all weekend. Mm. Oh, that's did. Did you guys have much conversation? Uh, yeah, we talked a little bit uh, here and there. Um, when I keep up with the group, I wasn't always exactly uh, walking toe to toe with everybody up the fairway, but those few holes I could manage keeping pace. Uh, yeah, we chatted a little bit. Nice. Well, I, I gotta, I gotta say, I'm kind of rooting for the guy. You know, I'm, uh, I'm 47, not quite 48, but you know, when you see these old guys doing things, man, I know you said 35 probably feels old, but uh, let me tell you, and give yourself another dozen years or so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. A couple guys were asking me if I was just gonna be bombers at the top of the leaderboard at the end of the week. I said, no, you're gonna have that average straight hitter that's gonna be up there at, at some point on Sunday, and Richard Bland just might be that guy. Yeah, why not? Uh, weird stat as golf stats go. Phil Mickelson entered the PGA Championship ranked 115th in the world. And wouldn't you know it, Richard Bland stands at that same 115 number coming into the U.S. Open this week. But hey, Troy, just talk about the golf course. Um, how would you describe the test and how has it changed or evolved, if any, over the first two days? It's a very fair test. I mean, you, you have to drive the ball in the fairway and you know that when you hit the Torrey Pines. You know, they're firm and fast, bringing it down the fairway and, and shorten the holes a little bit. Whereas if you're in the rough, you know, it, it, it's spotty. You can get lucky in the rough and get it up towards, towards the green, but you could also find that lie where you're only going to hit it 40 or 50 yards. Uh, the greens have really firmed up. Uh, looked like they were pretty gettable yesterday morning. Uh, it wasn't the case yesterday afternoon, and they were pretty firm this morning too. And hopefully the sun comes out and the breeze picks up for the boys this afternoon. They just keep getting firmer, but a uh, very fair test, uh, very demanding. And, uh, you know, ball striking is, is key this week. Would you say, uh, what was your average, uh, shot into, uh, the par fours out there? I mean, what, what club were you wearing out going into these things? You know, with this wind direction and with how firm the fairways are playing, I actually hit, uh, Quite a few eight irons on my last nine holes today, but you know most of them had a little bit of a helping breeze, and the fairways are running, and we played front pins. So eight irons to the front, and then uh, yesterday I hit several seven irons and six irons, and uh, a couple five irons on the longer par fours. But uh, I don't think anything longer than that uh, as of yet. Hey, before we let you go, and we appreciate your time, there's some there's been some discussion on on golf Twitter about Torrey Pines as a major championship venue and how it compares maybe to some of the other places where they contest uh, the United States Open. What's your thoughts, just generally speaking, about Torrey? You know, it's it's I, I would say it's an iconic place. I mean, you want to come back here and play in a major championship. They can get this golf course uh, very difficult, which is obviously what you want. Um, I would say playing Wingfoot last fall, I, I thought Wingfoot was tougher. Um, but still, Torrey Pines is, is a great test. Obviously, we saw what happened in 2008 with Tiger and Rocco and, and the playoff. Um, I think uh, the winning score probably probably be a little bit better this go-around. But if you if you're, if you finish under par at Torrey, you've done something well in the U.S. Open. Mm. Have you noticed the Poe? Um, is it getting bumpy? Is it just what you plan on, smooth the greens in the morning and bumpy in the afternoon? It, you know, it did get a little bit bumpy in the, in the afternoon uh, yesterday, but I would say not quite like it plays in January when it's a little bit softer. Uh, the greens are rolling uh, pretty well right now, pretty consistent throughout the day. 
Nice. Well, Troy, thanks so much for your time. Uh, hopefully the cut slides up there to four. I think you made it on the button and got a chance to play the weekend for 36 at Wingfoot. Hopefully that's the same thing this weekend at Torrey Pines for you and that your knee will allow you to do that. Yeah, hopefully that's the case. I mean, I think we've missed four, five, six cuts this year by one shot. We don't need to add another one to the belt. <laughs> All right, there you go. That was Troy Merritt. Some great thoughts there, Bob. Let's start with uh, the, the way the golf course is playing. And he talked about the Poe Greens. He talked about how it's firming up uh, really from day one to day two. And, and then he, he mentioned the, the, the rough. I mean, might find a good lie and, boy, you might just be hacking it out. I mean, that, that's really the essence of Tory, huh? Yeah, it is. Um, it seems like if you hit the ball in the rough, but you're in those areas that are kind of yellowish. That's where the poana is. The ball sits up a little bit more, and you have an opportunity to advance it and get it to the green. Uh, however, if you hit it in the areas where the kukui is longer um, and some of the overseed is longer, then the ball gets down deeper, and, and you really have no chance. We saw that with Brooks Kepka in the second round. We saw that with uh, Xander Shoffley in the second round. On the seventh hole, Xander Shoffley advanced the ball into the rough, kept it in the rough, probably about 60 or 70 yards down the fairway. So um, it's, uh, it's, it's tough when um, you've got when you've got it. The premium always is hitting the ball in the fairway. And if you can hit the ball in the fairway, you can score at a U.S. Open. Oh, you mentioned Brooks Kepka. Boy, did he get it going sideways on a few of those holes. Yep. And, and you know the rough is difficult when a big guy like Brooks is having a hard time advancing that thing. Yeah, it's you know strength is one thing, but but when uh, when it's really really deep and and it's lush, that's another. the The other thing that's going on is yesterday morning with the uh, with the delay and the marine layer, um, the golf course was in pristine condition, no wind, everything. The afternoon the sun came out, and that's when the greens got a little bit bumpier, as as Troy was referring to. In the second round, it seemed like the marine layer almost stayed all day long, and there was just patchy sun at times. So the golf course stayed pretty pretty gettable, and, and the greens were pretty smooth throughout the whole day. Yeah, well, that, that's a big uh, key for sure. Uh, we did see a lot of uh, putts hold. Uh, we saw a lot of chips hold, too, uh, which is just – I don't know that I remember watching a major championship where more balls hit the flagstick and either kicked or, or went in. I mean, a lot of hole-out eagles and, uh, and a lot of balls hitting the flagstick, so these guys are dialed in for sure. It's a, it's a big deal, as Troy said, ball striking. If you can get that thing in the fairway, you've got an opportunity to score at Torrey Pines. We'll take a short break. We'll wrap up hour number one next. You're listening to a U.S. Open edition of Real Golf Radio. Hey, when you're not hunting birdies on the golf course, you may just want to hunt or shoot. Get some guns and ammo. Yeah, it's what you want. It's also the name of the store. Stop in one of the four locations along the Wasatch Front with Get Some Guns and Ammo stores in Murray, Orem, Layton, and Tooele. A great selection of firearms, an indoor shooting range for rifle, pistols, and shotguns, and Get Some has a large selection of range gun rentals so you can try it before you buy it. Beginners are welcome. Come and learn from the experts at Get Some. Guns and Ammo, open seven days a week. 2020 has been a lesson in the unexpected, but the real estate market has adapted to the new normal. I'm Bob Casper from Real Golf Radio and the Casby Real Estate Group. With trends we've seen and the COVID vaccine, it helps us to make predictions for 2021. So here's what you can expect. Interest rates will continue to be low. Home values and prices will continue to rise for now. And there's going to be more new construction. No one can predict the future. But we have the experience to develop a unique plan just for you. So let's talk. Send an email to bob at casbyrealestate.com. 
That's Bob at K-A-S-B-Y realestate.com. Temperatures are rising, and you know what that means. It's time to turn your water on your sprinklers. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate the golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life-changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure, I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through everything to put my concerns to rest and the day of the surgery was so easy really one of the simplest things I've gone through and it worked I could see instantly and 12 years later I haven't had any issues at all I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway well you know close to 300 yards anyway schedule your free consultation today at hoopsvision.com join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir Bruce and Boyd Summerhays Bob Casper and me oh and mention Real Golf Radio and you'll save a thousand dollars off your LASIK procedure do it now at Hoops vision.com now back to real golf radio with brian and bob it's going to be pretty tough not to do that but yeah you look at the leaderboard and you see who's behind um yeah there's guys who've got a lot more on their cv than i have so um but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to try and enjoy it as best I can. You know, but I'm I'm here to compete and and give it everything I got. And uh, yeah, and hopefully, you know, come back nine Sunday, I'm there or thereabouts. You know, that that's all you can do right now. Is there's still 36 holes to go. Every shot is a potential disaster around here, and um, it's you know, it's it's trying to avoid those. So, um, but if I can keep doing what I'm doing, I know it's a bit of a, a, a cliche, but. Um, yeah, I think I can be in there come Sunday. Richard Bland, who is tied for the lead at the halfway point of the U.S. Open and 48 years young, love his attitude, and he's like, yeah, it's going to be hard not to look forward to what that might mean to be the U.S. Open champ, but I'm going to do my best to just enjoy this and hang in there and give myself a shot on Sunday. What else could you ask for, huh, Bob? Yeah, that's that's exactly right. And as Troy Merritt said in the last segment, um, he's just doing things that makes him look like He's he should be leading the golf tournament. He's hitting fairways. He's hitting greens. He's getting it up and down. He's not compensating for any in, inadequacies in his game in any particular portion of his game, and that's why he's where he's at at five under par right now and and tied for the lead in the golf tournament. Yeah, and he, like Troy said, he expected some medium length hitters that are driving it well to be there contending on Sunday, and looks like that's uh, what we've got here with Richard Bland. We'll talk more about him still to come uh, on the back nine. America's favorite caddy, Jeff Babineau, plus some sound segment. And boy, the way if you miss Johnny Miller. 
I dug one up in the archives. I told you I'd play it for you. We ran out of time this hour. We'll do it coming up at the top of the hour next, right here on Real Golf Radio. You're listening to the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. The Gulf Coast is bracing for a potential tropical cyclone while much of the western United States is dealing with a record heat wave. The National Hurricane Center issuing a tropical storm warning that extends from intercoastal Louisiana all the way to the Alabama-Florida state line. The system, which is currently being called a potential tropical cyclone, is approaching Louisiana and is expected to strike the United States sometime Saturday. Meantime, temperatures from the desert southwest all the way to Montana are climbing to record highs. Billings, Montana posting a record 106 degrees this week as Phoenix hit a boiling 118 on Thursday. Traders on Wall Street holding their breath as the Dow at points has fallen more than 500 points during trading on Friday. The drop comes after the Fed Reserve announced their schedule for interest rate hikes would be changing. USA Radio News. Let's see if something costs less but people are happier with it. That sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. The White House is continuing to spend money to treat COVID-19 and future viruses. The Biden administration is going to spend more than $3 billion to advance development of antiviral pills for the coronavirus. Dr. Anthony Fauci says it will go to the antiviral program for pandemics. And it aims to catalyze the development of new medicines to combat COVID-19 and importantly to prepare for other pandemic threats. Fauci says... Vaccines remain the centerpiece of their arsenal. From the USA Radio News Pacific Northwest Bureau, I'm Wendy King. North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un says his country must be ready for both dialogue and confrontation with the United States. Kim's remarks Thursday are the first direct comments on the new Biden administration. The leader of the isolated communist nation also laying out what state media called appropriate and tactical counteraction to deal with Washington. USA Radio News. Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. 
An entire Oregon police unit has resigned after a Portland officer was indicted for allegedly assaulting a rioter. Portland, Oregon City Hall has confirmed 50 members of the Portland Police Rapid Response Team all quit at once Wednesday. The officers resigned from the RRT, but not from the police bureau altogether. Former Detroit Chief of Police James Craig on Fox News says Portland leadership and an abundance of criminals are the problem in Portland. I'm surprised it's taken this long. You know, failed leadership, and I don't even like to associate someone who sits in the seat of a mayor with leadership, but a seat of influence. And what we saw in Portland is an example of when you don't support the men and women who do that difficult job each and every day. Those police officers demoralize. They have no support. And the people that suffer are the people who live in the city. In a statement issued Thursday, Portland police said the members left their voluntary positions and no longer comprise a team as of June 16th. From the West Coast, USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Lance Pry. House Republicans are not happy that Vice President Kamala Harris is not visiting the southern border. The House GOP Twitter account tweeting a picture of Harris under the all-caps banner, Missing Person. It says Harris has gone almost 90 days without visiting the border. President Biden put Harris in charge of dealing with the surge of illegal immigration at the nation's southern border. Harris recently visited Guatemala and says she's dealing with the root cause of illegal immigration. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. And now today's cleaning tip from Tubital's heavy-duty cleaning wipes. Most people are disinfecting more frequently these days. But did you know there's a difference between disinfecting and cleaning? Cleaning is the first step before disinfecting and is needed on a regular basis to remove germs, dirt, and dust from surfaces. Plus, keeping a clean surface helps minimize the growth of future germs. And now a word from Tubital's. At Tub of Towels, we started with the toughest messes and quickly realized Tub of Towels heavy-duty cleaning wipes can clean just about anything, like stubborn brake dust, spilled paint, even permanent marker. There's literally thousands of uses. Proudly made in the USA with over 30,000 five-star reviews. Find Tub of Towels heavy-duty cleaning wipes at your local auto parts store, the Home Depot, Lowe's, and more. Look for the big yellow tub. Now, the back nine. Where business gets done. Where majors are won and boys become men. One day you'll get it. Hour number two of Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper on the Real Golf Radio Network. Hey, welcome in. It's the back nine. Hour number two of Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper. Thanks for joining us on a special U.S. Open edition of Real Golf Radio. And, uh, of course, a big shout-out to Bob's dad on a happy Father's Day to all fathers. But uh, Bob's dad, a two-time U.S. Open champ. And uh, we miss Billy and appreciate uh, the great example and legacy that he set for all of us. And uh, certainly is fun to remember him on a Father's Day U.S. Open weekend. Uh, still to come here on the back nine, hour number two, we'll welcome in America's favorite caddy. Jeff Babineau will stop by and visit with us as well. And if you missed hour one, John Bodenhammer from the US, USGA was with us, as well as Troy Merritt, who gave us a little bit of uh, what it was like inside the ropes going down the fairways of Torrey Pines for the first two rounds of this U.S. Open. And uh, Bob, let's uh, get to that leaderboard. It's uh, not one that we necessarily anticipated <laughs> that we would see, but uh, outside of the top guys, there are a few that we are 
are you getting accustomed to see Richard Bland, which is a great story in the making, yep. Russell Henley, but then Louis Tazen, who seems to always be hanging around there. Bubba Watson's having a good week, and the tournament favorite John Rahm uh, there with Bubba at three under par. What do you make of it so far? Well, it's it's a, it's a great looking leaderboard. Uh, I don't know about the top two guys at five under par, Russell Henley and Richard Bland. I don't know how long those guys are going to stick around. But uh, Louis Oosthuizen just finished second at the PGA Championship with Brooks Kepka. Um, then you've got Matthew Wolf that's coming along um, a- after two months off. Uh, Bubba Watson's there. John Rahm is there at three under par. Kevin Streelman, Mackenzie Hughes, Xander Shoffley's at two under par. Scotty Scheffler's at one under par. Um, and, uh, you know, and then you got Justin Thomas and Brooks Kepka at even par. So it's a great leaderboard. Bryson DeChambeau is also at at even par. So um, I'm excited to see what's going to happen coming up over the next 36 holes. It will be interesting to see how the uh, the guys that haven't been there before, how they handle the pressure of a U.S. Yep. Open weekend, as well as the chasers. And we've talked a lot about Brooks Kepka and his dominance in major championships. And I suspect we will um, have something. He'll have something to say about this before it's all said and done. Phil Mickelson was a big story coming in, Bob. It's obviously his hometown, but tough to do with, uh, back-to-back what he did out there at Key yeah. Island. Yeah, plus two. And uh, congratulations to Troy Merritt, who we – Heard from last segment uh, or last hour, um, he made it right on the button at plus four. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, one of the storylines. We mentioned Brooks Kepka, and he says, you know what? He's figured out the U.S. Open recipe. I went back in the archives and found an interview where Johnny talked about, Johnny Miller talked about that recipe. We'll hear from it next right here on Real Golf Radio. This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life-changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure, I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through through everything to put my concerns to rest. And the day of the surgery was so easy. Really, one of the simplest things I've gone through, and it worked. I could see instantly. And 12 years later, I haven't had any issues at all. I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway. Well, you know, close to 300 yards. Anyway, schedule your free consultation today at hoopsvision.com. Join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir, Bruce and Boyd Summerhays, Bob Casper, and me. Oh, and mention Real Golf Radio, and you'll save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Do it now at Hoops vision.com to get your highest performing tour ball you need to build it with the highest quality to get the highest quality you need to pass more than 150 consistency checkpoints and to guarantee your tour ball has a more centered core you need unique 3d x-ray that's why one tour ball is more centered than another and it might not be who you think chrome soft This ball really does change everything. Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today. 
Have you heard? There's an all-new experience coming to St. George, Utah. Black Desert Resort at Entrada is a full community resort experience featuring a resort hotel, private residences, world-class dining and shopping, a Tom Weisskopf-designed championship golf course, and so much more. With a simple message of remarkable within reach, Black Desert Resort beckons you to visit and even stay for a lifetime. Exclusive real estate opportunities are available at blackdesertresort.com. Black Desert Resort at unlike anything you've experienced before. Building a driver to deliver more speed isn't new. The way we're doing it is. We're pushing artificial intelligence to go even further. The new Jailbreak AI speed frame is designed to promote faster ball speeds across the face. It's a structural shift in design, delivering performance in a way you've never seen. We're not just building drivers, we're framing the future of speed. Only in the new Epic Drivers from Callaway. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. This segment is brought to you by Callaway Golf and the Chrome Soft, Chrome Soft X family of golf balls, including the new Chrome Soft X LS. You've seen the triple track rolling around there at Torrey Pines by those at the top of the leaderboard. Check it out. If you haven't tried it, it's the ball that changed the ball. It's one that Bob and I have been using for years and uh, highly recommend you give it a shot at CallawayGolf.com. Also makes a great Father's Day gift. I don't think there's any dads out there that wouldn't love to have a new dozen Callaway Chrome Soft or Chrome Soft X or XLS golf balls. Check them out at CallawayGolf.com. All right, Bob, uh, one of the things that we just teased coming in and we've been talking about it and we finally have a chance to get to it is uh, this idea that Brooks has this recipe figured out. So I went back in the archives, just missed Johnny sometimes. I know he's a little bit polarizing. Some people hated him. Some people loved him on the broadcast. I think I happen to be one that loved him. And uh, he was always good to me, good friend, and I know a good friend to you and just uh, thought so much of your dad, just like a little brother to your dad. But this was back in 2014 at Pinehurst at the U.S. Open. This marked 20 years that Johnny had been doing uh, calling U.S. Open broadcasts. And so we started talking a little bit about some of his favorite memories, and then he gets into that recipe. Here you go. I mean, the U.S. Open's always been my most important championship, and, um, you know, it's nice that I won it once, and, uh, but uh, had a lot of good memories from my uh, first one at Shinnecock with Corey Pavin hitting the shot of his life on 18, and then the great uh, Opens that we've been able to cover 99, uh, of course, with Payne Stewart and Phil Mickelson, and the, maybe the best ever, Tiger Woods at Pebble Beach in the year 2000 when he won by 15. Um, just even the Rocco Media at um, Torrey Pines against Tiger and him making that bouncy putt on 18 to force the playoff and beat Rocco the next day. Just, there's just a lot of great memories about the U.S. Open. There's just something about it when you are able to go through the gauntlet of nerves and somehow prevail and get that championship it's just no one really owns the u.s open i guess ben hogan of course won it four times but um, not not many people won it more than once not too many hail Irwins around that the only major he won was the three-time u.s open that's really unusual but he had a u.s open kind of game so there's a recipe really for the kind of game you want to win a u.s open talk about that recipe because i think there's a lot of guys that would like to know exactly what that is well i mean it's a guy that probably hits a cut you know like ben hogan hale Irwin played a cut um trevino played a cut i mean the jack nicholas played a cut and tiger woods played a cut um the high cut or the even just a good spinning cut 
uh, definitely can hold to hard greens and it's very uh, accurate off the tee. It's not as long as a draw. Uh, you get a guy like Martin Keimer who played a beautiful cut most of his life and then he decided because everybody was hitting it so long he needed to go to a, a draw and he didn't even hear from him. Uh, so he's gone back to the cut. But there's a good example of a player that uh, is now cutting the ball and playing well again. All right, there you go. That was Johnny Miller from 2014. And interestingly enough that he drops Martin Keimer, I didn't even put that together at the time, but Martin Keimer would go on to win at Pinehurst yeah, in 2014. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. interesting. What do you make of his comments, Bob? Well, I think it's I think he's spot on. Uh, he understands it simply from the standpoint of being a U.S. Open champion like he was. Um, and he and he's seen all these guys that have won uh, the U.S. Open. Um, you know, a fade, a high fade is a is a shot that a lot of guys can control. They can keep balls in fairway. Like he said, you can keep balls on greens, especially firm greens. And uh, as I've said before this week, um, that's that's how you play. You, you're able to at, at Torrey Pines, if you can keep the ball in the fairway, then you have good opportunity to get the ball on the green and and to um, to give yourself, you know, hopefully worst case scenario par, but um, possibly have some opportunities to make birdies. And so um, those are the things that you need to do. Then you need to have a, a great short game. You need to putt well. Uh, you need to wedge the ball well. Uh, those, but but it comes down to ball striking, full full shots, um, hitting a cut, a high cut, um, getting the ball in the fairway, and then getting the ball on the greens. It is an interesting recipe, uh, whatever. I'm sure there's more to it than that. But anyway, I find it interesting that Kepka mentioned that this week, and then I found that comment back in the archives mm-hmm. from Johnny seven years ago. Uh, shifting gears just a little bit, uh, Matthew Wolf is an interesting story. He's just a shot back and hasn't played for a couple of months. He's talked about his mental health and what he needs to do to um, find happiness within himself and to get himself right and uh, be able to enjoy the game, have an excitement about playing the game, and just enjoy life as well so that he doesn't bring up others down and he, he he he's he's really been open about this um you know we we've seen uh others that have struggled uh, Naomi Osaka uh withdrew from Wimbledon after a withdrawal at the French Open as she struggles with anxiety and depression John Rahm talks about you know the perspective that's changed in him since becoming a father and how good things are outside the ropes and even Bubba Watson who yeah. uh certainly has his up and down moments uh he took some time to talk about what what he's he thought about when he spoke with Matt Wolf on the range talking to wolf um on the range we talked for 15 20 minutes or so um it just reminded me where i need to be um where i should be um gosh talking to people talking about my mental struggles um in everyday life forget golf just everyday life you know trying to be the husband i need to be trying to be the parent i need to be the friend i need to be uh to so many people um that's really the most important and so when you hit a bad shot I am going to get upset about it, but it really means nothing. Um, and I know I say that, and then tomorrow I'll probably throw up on myself. But, I mean, you know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, I love the sport so much. It's given me so much. It's blessed my family so much. So I try so hard, which is the problem. Mm-hmm. you, you got to take the try out of it and just swing freely like McElroy does. Um, gosh, it's impressive to watch him just swing for the fences, and, and who cares? Um, that's where I wish I could be. There you go. That was Bubba Watson with Damon Hack on Golf Channel after his second round. And again, yeah. I, I think it's important to 
to bring this up. It's an important topic, probably more so than than the golf tournament, and and that's looking out for those around us and for those that are struggling to be able to find ways to to have their meaning and their happiness within them. And and so it's interesting that there's so much of that at play right now in in the sports world. I think a lot of it's fueled by uh, social media and 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 those types of things. But anyway, I don't want to get on a whole soapbox there. It, it was I thought those were great comments from Bubba yeah. Watson and worth playing, huh? Yeah, I, I loved it. Um, you know, it's it's interesting when you're playing a game that you love, like all these guys do, um, and they're very fortunate to make a great career playing the game that they love. You're the only person. You're the only one that you can really count on in hitting shots. Every one of them hits, hits the ball great, hits great shots and stuff like that. It comes down to your mental capacities and your mental abilities. And when it, when it, continues to be you're not continuing to get the results those things can really hurt you physically and and mentally so to, more more so and so to take some time like Matthew Wolf did get your head right um take two t- two months off and then come back and play um he's excited about the game again and it's healthy it's healthy for his life and it's healthy for all of us if we um just focus on the positive focus on things that'll help us um, in life instead of uh, job or career or whatever. Wishing Matthew Wolf the best in his return. He's a shot back at four under par, 70-68 in his first two rounds. Bubba Watson also uh, just a shot behind him at three, along with John Rahm as Bubba comes back after a opening round one over 72, shoots 67, four under par. He's three under, as I mentioned, along with Rahm there um, near the leaderboard. It's Richard Bland at five under. Russell Henley also there at five under par. Should be an interesting final group. And then you got Louie, Matt Wolf. Wolf that'll be playing behind him, Bubba and Rom, Strelman and Mackenzie Hughes, Xander Shoffley, all those players at minus two. Bob, I don't know. You know, when you look at that that leaderboard, I think what Bland said is probably true. There's a lot of guys with a lot on their CV or their resume, their yeah. their career that'll be chasing these leaders, and it'll be one of those tests of who can hold up mentally uh, to the challenge presented at winning a major championship. We'll get the caddy's thoughts on all this next right here on the U.S. Open edition of Real Golf Radio. Hey, when you're not hunting birdies on the golf course, you may just want to hunt or shoot. Get some guns and ammo. Yeah, it's what you want. It's also the name of the store. Stop in one of the four locations along the Wasatch Front with Get Some Guns and Ammo stores in Murray, Orem, Layton, and Tooele. A great selection of firearms, an indoor shooting range for rifle, pistols, and shotguns, and Get Some has a large selection of range gun rentals so you can try it before you buy it. Beginners are welcome. Come and learn from the experts at Get Some. Guns and Ammo, open seven days a week. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. 
This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life-changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure, I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through everything to put my concerns to rest and the day of the surgery was so easy really one of the simplest things I've gone through and it worked I could see instantly and 12 years later I haven't had any issues at all I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway well you know close to 300 yards anyway schedule your free consultation today at hoopsvision.com join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir Bruce and Boyd Summerhays Bob Casper and me oh and mention Real Golf Radio and you'll save a thousand dollars off your LASIK procedure do it now at hoopsvision.com Vision.com. You might know Mountain Land Supply for its plumbing products, but did you know Mountain Land Supply also carries landscaping, irrigation supplies, and tools? They can help you design and calculate the exact feet of pipe, sprinkler heads, and nozzles to use for your yard. Using smartphone technology, you can even control your watering with state-of-the-art controllers. For all your landscaping needs, go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Hi, fellow sports fans. It's Ned Siegfried. What would we do without sports? Following our favorite sports teams, whether it be the Jazz or the Utes or the Cougs, takes our mind off the many challenges in life. Accidents and their resulting injuries are certainly unexpected challenges that many people are forced to deal with. If you're one of these people, we'd love to talk to you about your situation. Call us at 801-222-2222. We'll talk to you for free. Or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you here on Real Golf Radio. And it's time to get out to America's favorite caddy. There are bag rats. And then there are caddies. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. We can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper. Here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. Yeah, caddy's joining us right here on Real Golf Radio, and uh, we appreciate uh, the caddy stopping by. He got us fired up last week in our U.S. Open preview edition for this very event, and there's a lot to be fired up for this weekend as well. Caddy, how are you, man? Caddy's enjoying the, watching the U.S. Open, as I always do. One of my favorite weeks of the year how good is richard bland up there 48 years got his first win after five, nearly 500 starts on the european tour and he's out there um, does he not look like rocco walking around out there like i swear he's like the new rocco wasn't there some stat that phil mickelson's won more tournaments on the pga tour than richard bland's made cut <laughs> that's probably true <laughs> that's probably true that's what somebody said yeah yeah What's interesting, Caddy, one of these uh, one of these weird golf stats is that uh, Phil was uh, Phil Mickelson was 115th in the world going into the PGA Championship, and uh, Richard Bland is yeah 115th coming in this week. It's pretty pretty interesting. I immediately put 
six figures down on a bet in Vegas as soon as I heard that because you yeah, know you it's do. all about the alignment of the numbers and everything. Yeah, 500 to 1. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. That's what he was starting. And there were, he yes. wasn't the highest one. He no. wasn't the no. highest one. Richard Bland. Yeah, and he, uh, look, Richard, with apologies to Richard, uh, he, Richard looks like he's, Maybe significantly older than he looks more like old Tom Morris than you know, <laughs> wow. young Tom Morris. Let's just put it that way. Hey, so, man. Hey, man. 487 or whatever events without a win, that'll do it to you, man. Yeah. He's looked a little weathered. He's a little weathered, yeah. But Especially on the European tour. Awesome. I mean, come on, Caddy. You, you caddied over here on the PGA tour. PGA tour chases the sun. There isn't, there, there isn't sunshine over on the European tour. Let's be honest. Oh, man. I'll tell you what. You can. You can get a lot more good stories on the European tour though than over here. The stories are like it's it's like the stories over here times ten. It's so much better over there for the stories. Just so he's going the, to the he, all the different countries. It's great. Yeah. He's the consummate journeyman as far as the European tour is concerned. Who are some of those guys that that were around and uh journeymen, so to speak, when you were out actually looping? Oh, I was talking about the thing is you forget all the names and then the name comes up and you're like, Oh yeah. Like Keith Slocum, right? <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. He was a good player. Right. But there's a guy, um, but there's, there's a million of them that, that you Bryant. can throw in there. Oh yeah. Bart. Oh yeah. Bart. Well, Bart ended up playing pretty well at the end of his career. He won the tour championship. Yeah. You know? That's and right. then there's, cause Brad was always a better player most of the time. And then all of a sudden here comes Bart. And Which one was Dr. Dirt? Brad. Brad, okay. Dr. Dirt Baird. hit the worst shot at Briny Baird. And what a name. <laughs> I mean, come on. But hold ho ho ho. Well, hold on. Speaking of names, if we were at Beth Page this week, it's still the greatest. And Azinger actually said it on the broadcast. What I was thinking, best new name in golf, Guido. <laughs> Guido Migliazzi. Yep, that's right. I mean, come on. T10 right now. Yo, Can you Guido. Imagine it? Yo, Guido, if we were at Beth Page, that's out of control. You we know, I think I think Richard Bland beat, beat beat Guido in the playoff to win that event. I think that was who he beat. Oh, yeah. see, there you go. Yeah. I think there's an excellent chance that someone with an S-C-H, a U, two Fs, an E, and an L in their name will win this event. Mm. Because I got, I got two chances there. I got a Shoffley and I got a Shep. Ah, I see what you did there. Yeah, that, yeah, was, that was pretty good, I mean, Caddy. I'm, I'm looking down the board. Louis Oosthuizen, right? He he's like like my boys at Maryland used. To, I don't know if I should even say this on the show, but this is what the this is what the boys that used to play with at Maryland said. He's so due. He's dog due, right? <laughs> I mean, he is so due to win. He's been there. How many times has he been there? And he's right there again. He, yep. Why not Louie? Why not Louie? Caddy, how, watching um, Louie, how is it that he hasn't won in the United States? How is it that he doesn't win every week? I mean, how good is that guy? Uh, he's just uh, – well, I was at Sun City caddying for Jeff Sluman a few years ago. And Slu came out the first round. And I had the bag right down. I was behind Louie on the range watching him swing. And look, how long have I been out there watching guys swing a golf club, right? 
And I'm watching Louie and Slew comes by and he watches about one or two swings. And I looked at him and I said, here's what we're going to do. You're going to pick a spot on the range. I'm going to put the bag down. Then I'm going to come back here and watch Louie finish hitting balls because I can't get enough of this. <laughs> and Slew's like, Slew's like, yeah, maybe I should just watch him to, you know, instead of warm it up. I'm like, might not be a bad idea. It was a thing of beauty watching him hit. It was a thing of beauty watching him hit golf balls. It's so pure, effortless power. It's really awesome. So he's he's something else. And then who else you got in there? They got, you know, Bubba Adams. You know, Matthew Wolf. Yeah, I mean, he's basically taking the summer off, and then he shows up. Did you say Wolf? Come on, man. He did say Wolf. 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 (laughs) No, it's the ear pod. So he made eight birdies the first round. I mean, if I made eight birdies at Tory and I had to play the other ten holes, I'm breaking eight. I I promise you, even in the U.S. Open. And then you got Rom. I mean, come on. He's everybody's betting on Rom to win this thing at the start. You yeah. got Kevin Mann of Streelman, who he's wow. swinging it good. I mean, he's he's been nobody's thinking about him, but he he could pull one off here. I got one for you. Um, he was the leader after the first round of the U.S. Open in two thousand eight. Ooh, and then Xander. I mean, hometown guy, right there. He, you know why? You know what bothers me about Xander? Tell you what bothers me about Xander. He's like five foot nine and hits at three twenty. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand that. How did they do? How do they do this? Well, how do they do this? It bothers me. Scotty Scheffler, I can see he's like six foot eight, two forty. He can, I, I can understand it, but Xander six eight like, really. Well, not, I, I might be a little given to hyperbole. Perhaps, hey, no, but you, I mean, you walked even, right over your your buddy Teddy and his and his and his uh, pro Bubba Watson. He's right there. I too. brought him up. I brought him up. Bubba out of nowhere shoots the 60, 67. What he yep. shoot? Yeah, so four hundred a day out of yep. nowhere. Yeah, I mean he's you know he hasn't really been around much on the leaderboards lately. Huh. How about Xander? Do you, do you know Xander? Did you see Xander Shoffley's U.S. Open record? He's played four U.S. Open. His, his worst finish is six. Yes. Sixth place. That's his worst finish in four U.S. Open? Wow. Caddy. That's impressive. While you're yeah. being impressed, you're ready for your mind to be blown, and I credit Justin Ray this with this. Crazy. Since 2016, the best score to par in majors, okay? In all the majors since 2016. Uh, Brooks, I know this one. Brooks Kepka is 86 under par. You know what's second? DJ at 21. Xander's actually third at 20. So you have a one-stroke differential between second and third and a mere 65 shots between first and second. Are you freaking kidding me? Yeah, Brooks Kepka is just outrageously incredible in majors, which, which makes his his lack of performance and everything else, even that more impressive. It's, it's very clear that Brooks just doesn't care until he gets in a major. There's no other explanation for it. He probably just doesn't care. How else can you, you can't explain it. You know, I was listening to the guys on the golf channel the other night and they said, you know, during Brooks, uses majors to get excited about playing golf and and winning golf tournaments. Tiger and Jack and those guys used majors to get ready to win 
a major championship. And here Brooks is with what four now. So uh, it's it's pretty interesting what he's able to do and how he's able to flip that switch. It is. It's it's impressive, and it just it can't possibly. I saw some somebody on Twitter said it took uh, it took Kepka's eighty six under and all those majors and four wins before I understood that maybe he's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good that's a good tweet somebody had something like that. Well, we were just yeah, talking I about like, it. Uh, we were just talking about it, Caddy, and uh, you know, he actually came out this week in his pre pre interviews, and he said that he's figured out that he has figured out the recipe for playing U.S. Open golf. And I actually went back in the archives. We were just playing it. I uh, found an, an interview I did with Johnny Miller in 2014 at Pinehurst at the U.S. Open when he talked about that recipe, and he said it, you have to hit little cuts. You have to hit spinner cuts. That's the only way you can hold greens. That was part of the recipe uh, at U.S. Opens was hitting those spinner cuts so that you could hold these firm, hard greens, which I thought was pretty interesting. And obviously Brooks hits that. So this wasn't like Kentucky Fried Chicken where he wasn't going to tell us what the recipe was. He actually told us. He did. Not he did. Yeah, okay, did. well, good for him. Well, now, Johnny see, did. now the cat's out of the bag. Brooks did it. There Johnny goes. did. Oh, Johnny did. Yeah, well. yeah. Brooks hasn't said it, no. Well, the cat's out of the bag now. Everybody knows. So there goes Brooks' advantage. Thank you, Johnny. <laughs> okay, Caddy, we've got one minute left. How, how do you think um, Torrey Pine South is holding up in this U.S. Open? I think it's fine. I'd like to see uh, – it, it looks like the rough off the fairways is a little inconsistent. You get – I've seen a lot of very playable lies out of there. Um, but otherwise, it's playing like it should. The firmness looks good. Uh, there hadn't really been too much wind wind going on, but there isn't necessarily that much wind this time of year there, I don't think, anyway. But I think it's fine. I just, um, yeah, I'd like to see a little more penal rough out there, but you can't do anything about that. They, they might have just had, you know, not the right conditions for it. But I think it's fine. I think it's holding up great. Uh, I think we'll see. I don't think we're going to see the scores necessarily get a ton better because it's the U.S. Open weekend coming up, like always happens. So, yeah, it looks it looks completely there's there's nothing about it that looks unfair. It's it's as fair as it gets. So, no pretty, one's complaining. Wrong. Yeah. No, no one's complaining. Well, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, and and almost almost the, the sadistic part of me says there's something wrong. If no one's complaining <laughs> in the U.S. Open. What did we get wrong here, right? <laughs> So, anyway, Mike Davis wants to go there out on go. a high note. That's what it is. Yeah, so, exactly, yeah. exactly. Well, Caddy, great stuff as always. We appreciate it. Enjoy the open weekend, bud. Thank you, gentlemen. There you go. That's the Caddy right here on Real Golf Radio. We appreciate his insights as always. Coming up next, Jeff Babino joins us with more U.S. Open talk right here on Real Golf Radio. Born from 10 years of research and innovation. The shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today. I started Folds of Honor above my garage 13 years ago because 90% of spouses and children of killed or disabled U.S. service members receive no federal education assistance. Our mission has never wavered. We honor their sacrifices by educating their legacy. 
Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thanks to you, I will be a construction engineer. An elementary school teacher. Thank you for helping me fulfill my dream of going to med school. We're able to award these scholarships because patriots like you refuse to turn your back on the cost of freedom. Join the Folds of Honor squadron today. Your $13 a month will help ensure we never turn military families away. This is your call to duty. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thanks to people like you, I know my dad is not forgotten. Those who know love heading to St. George, Utah for year-round fun, especially golf. But where to stay is always a challenge, and getting a tee time can be tough. What if there was a Scottsdale-style golf resort in St. George where you can stay and play? And what if you could own your own residence there? Well, now there is. Introducing Black Desert Resort at Entrada. The second and final chapter of the Entrada Vision offers a full community with exceptional amenities from residential villages, hiking trails through preserved lava flows, spa, world-class dining and shopping, and a Tom Weiskopf Championship Golf Course. It's literally an out door paradise that will strengthen family bonds and make lifelong memories. That's life at Black Desert. Find out how you can stake your claim at blackdesertresort.com. Blackdesertresort.com. Exclusive real estate opportunities are available now. Black Desert Resort at Entrada. Unlike anything you've experienced before. To get your highest performing tour ball, you need to build it with the highest quality. To get the highest quality, you need to pass more than 150 consistency checkpoints. And to guarantee your tour ball has a more centered core, you need unique 3D X-ray. That's why one tour ball is more centered than another. And it might not be who you'd think. ChromeSoft. This ball really does change everything. Now, back to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper on Real Golf Radio. Real Golf Radio. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper. Thanks for joining us on this U.S. Open edition of Real Golf Radio. And uh, certainly love when the majors roll around. And, it, of course, we don't really need an excuse to welcome Jeff Babineau, but uh, we do like to bring him on during majors, and he joins us right now. Babs, what's up, buddy? What's going on? I always like to uh, join you guys at major time. Well, you're you're some major kind of guy. So, uh, by the wow, way, I lo- <laughs> I loved your comment on uh, Twitter. Would you say you're you're going with Rom? You're a big guy, so you're going out on a big limb. I thought that was a great comment. Yeah, he's my, he was my pick at least on that. Before the balls went me on Thursday, and I still feel pretty confident about that one. I was going to ask you about that. It's not very often. Uh, I mean. You know, Bob and I both picked them, I think, last week, and I think most of the Golf Channel guys have picked. It's pretty rare that a guy that has so much attention, not named Tiger Woods, by the way, um, who is expected to win actually plays well that week. It, it seems more often than not the guy we all think is going to do it is he struggles that week, whether it's self-imposed pressure or media-imposed pressure or, or he just isn't quite what we thought he would be that particular week. But uh, how about Rom coming off of, you know, unfinished business at the Memorial and 10 days in quarantine and doing what he's doing so far. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the memorial deal for him was not a negative. I think it was kind of a positive going into the Open. 
Uh, it's not like he went out and shot 74 on Sunday and still held on to win. I mean, the last he, he remembers when he left that place, he was obliterating the field. Right. So I think confidence-wise, that was a great feeling. I mean, no one was no one was going to come close to his 18 under. So uh, I think that you know that was a good um, precursor to going into this event with a lot of confidence. It's such a it's one of those places where he has a really cool feel, right? He's got a good history there. He won his first tour event there. Proposed to his wife there. Uh, There's a lot of good vibes for him going. And um, yeah, it's one of those weeks. Yeah, we. There's a lot of shocking names on that board who did not play well through two rounds, but uh, he's held up his end of the bargain for sure. Yeah, another guy that uh, I really liked too going into the week was Xander Shoffley, especially after getting gutted on the 16th hole at Augusta National, hitting that ball, uh, getting the puff of wind and hitting that ball in the water in the pond there, um, and him being vocal about how much that kind of crushed him and and hurt him. And and the extensive work he did last week uh, before the U.S. Open, and and here he is, you know, playing some great golf again this week too. Yeah, and it's a cool story. You know, he was a San Diego kid in the crowd when Tiger won in '08. They're you know, just dreaming about this, and um, it's not like he just eked his way out on tour. I mean, he's become a force out there. He's a top ten guy, and, and he never ceases to impress me. I mean, you know, you guys are very close to Tony Finau. I'm a big Tony fan. And it always just, I I can't believe when you look next to his name and there's one victory from the ledger. And Xander's kind of the same way. I mean, he puts himself there so much. You've got to think he's got to break through more often. So with him, I think it's a matter of just, you know, making those key putts and keeping momentum at the right time. And, And I think this event is all about just keeping yourself around. Uh, it's always, it's not a, not a real one where you come from way back. It's always, you got to hang around somewhere close to that lead. So, you know, through, through Friday anyway, we're seeing some guys do that. And the you know, Lou stays and he's got a great U.S. Open record. Uh, Rom is right there and Xander's right there. So those are, those are three big names we can watch on the weekend. Jeff Babineau joining us here on Real Golf Radio. So Richard Bland, um, look, I'm I'm all in for Richard Bland. By the way, I'm 47, he's 48. You know, he just <laughs> broke through for his first win. I mean, old guys rule kind of stuff here. Uh, this is crazy. Uh, th- I mean, one of those weird golf stats, Jeff, that uh, Phil Mickelson was 115th in the world going into the PGA, and Richard Bland comes into Tory at well, wouldn't you know, 115, and and uh, you know, wow. I mean, he would be the oldest to get his first major uh at 48 it's, it's just kind of one of those weird deals and uh, uh, thoughts on on richard bland and also just as a side note if you're not paying attention and you just looked at him walking out there at tory pines would you think it was a replay of rocco in 08 yeah that's what I, I was i was back and forth on texting today with adam <laughs> shupak who's on site and he's like you know the english rocco and i'm like well rocco had a few more w's but uh yeah very similar right it's a uh, I love the fact that this guy is getting his day in the sun. I mean, I don't, I don't even care what happens on the weekend. I hope he hangs around as a great tournament. You know, he, he's played one major a decade out there as a pro golfer, which is just, you know, you got to give, give uh, all kinds of props to those guys who are able to hang around, right? I mean, he's been able to hang around. He went back to the Challenge Tour. He battled his way back out to the big tour in Europe, and he finally wins. It uh, reminded me of watching Brad Bryant win when, when something like his 470th something PGA Tour start one year at Disney, you know, and 
you're right there in the, in, next to the Magic Kingdom, and there's Brad Bryant bringing one home, and it kind of reminded me of that. So I, I love it. I mean, I can't get enough of this guy. I hope he gets. Uh, hope he has a great weekend, and, and he really shines. Yeah, this you know it was interesting. I was reading some of his stats. He's <clears throat> made the cut in in the events that he's played on the European Tour. He's made the cut 56 percent of the time, um, and in uh, af, in what was it in uh, he he lost basically lost his card and he wondered what he was going to do and then he put his head down like mm. you said and went back to the Challenge Tour and got his card back. But 487 events, 487 events. I can't fathom that. That he grinds, he grinds, he grinds, and he finally gets uh, a PGA Tour or a European Tour victory. Um, and then I love the video of he and his mom and family crying as, uh, mm-hmm. Mom, are you okay? Yeah. And she goes, yes, I've just been waiting for this for a long time. I thought that was awesome. <laughs> He's a great yeah. story. Yes, You know, the Open gives us great stories. Right? The U.S. Open, there's so many qualifiers. Uh, you get some cool stories in there. You know, I did the senior PGA a couple of weeks ago. Here's Alex Jaka. He's a guy who just hung around, right? I mean, he won one time in 414 PGA Tour starts, and now he's the hottest thing going on the champion store. So there's something to be said for those guys that are able to hang around, hang in there, keep their head down. You know, how do you – I once um, did a story on, a, on an LPGA player named Alice Ritzman, and she uh, retired after 20 years on the LPGA. She had never won an event. And I remember walking up to Nancy Lopez and I said, could you imagine doing that? Nancy says, no way. I just can't imagine that. She quite honestly, she goes, you know, I, I lived to have that feeling coming out in 18 with a chance and feeling the, the goosebumps when you have that putt to win. And that's what it's all about. But there's a whole, you know, golf filled with these characters who don't always get there and don't get the trophies, but they're able to hang in there and, and they give us some great stories from time to time. Jeff Babineau joining us here on Real Golf Radio, which is why that Premier Golf League doesn't work, in my opinion. You don't get Richard Bland's uh, in the Premier Golf League type setting. But uh, let, let's let's talk about uh, Brooks Kepka just a little bit. Um, it, it, that, this stat, Justin Ray threw this stat out on Twitter. It just blows my mind. The best score to par in majors since 2016. Brooks Kepka is 86 under par. And DJ is the next closest at 21 under. Incidentally, Xander is right behind DJ third at 20 under. So you have one shot difference between second and third and 65, 65 (laughs) shots between first and second. I mean, this is unbelievable. Brooks said earlier in the week that he just kind of has figured out the U.S. Open recipe. I just found that to be really fascinating and then mind-blowing to look at that type of a stat. And, you know, he's he's hanging around. You're talking about hanging around. You got a guy like Brooks Kepka hanging around, and, um, I mean, shoot, anything can happen this weekend with him. Yeah, I mean, well, he's giving some shots back on the back nine here late Friday, which is kind of uncharacteristic. But, uh, yeah, to your point, I mean, the majors are intimidating, right? And Brooks Kepka is an intimidator, really. Uh, he walks out there and, and you look at that guy and he's got something at these big events that the rest of you don't have, right? Or we haven't seen it since, since Tiger, right? It's someone who just continually gets himself there and, and has such a comfort level in the, in the heat of the battle. And that's such a big thing. A lot of these guys, you know, you're looking at a, a Russell Henley this week that goes into the weekend. He's never really done anything at a major championship. It's all going to be new to him. It's going to be very uncomfortable playing in those late groups Saturday and hopefully on Sunday. Brooks Kepka is, it seems to be at his most comfortable 
in those situations. And that was always the case with Tiger. You know, Tiger late on a Sunday, he was the most comfortable guy. And that makes a big difference out there. And, you know, Kepka just has something. There's something about his makeup that, that gets him there and keeps him there and gives him the belief that he can do it over and over. And uh, honestly, the last few times he's taken a swung at it, it hasn't gone all that great. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes from this weekend. But you know what's funny is he walks off a green and he's got that swagger that he knows he's better than you, doesn't he? Yeah, and, and it's funny because you go to – if he's playing Bay Hill this week, I, I go out there and he's just another guy on the range. But at a major – if I'm walking up and on the range at the Masters or at a PGA or or this week at the Open, he's, he's the guy or one of the guys, right? So how, how do you flip that switch and how does he kind of – take the other events and get, you know, at least make some kind of progress there where he, where he contends a little more. Uh, but obviously he's figured it out in the big ones. And these guys play for these four weeks a year, honestly, and, and an event like the Ryder Cup or a player. So these big events and, and he's just got that something where he's able to rise and uh, you know, all credit to him that he's, he's put himself right there again. Jeff Babineau joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Hey, Jeff, in the couple minutes we got left, one of the interesting side stories, I've just been listening to the commentary of the players as they come off, and this uh, this uh, story of Matthew Wolf coming back after a couple of months, you know, saying that he's he's fine, but life just isn't always peaches, and he, he just had to, you know, try to get some things right, and you got uh, Naomi uh, Osaka withdrawn from Wimbledon after she withdrew from the French Open. She's struggling with anxiety and depression. John Rahm talked about his perspective, how it's changed being a father and how great life is outside the ropes even Bubba Watson you know with some real positive talk you know after visiting with Matthew Wolf I, I just wonder you know we talk about the U.S. Open being the toughest test in golf but several players it seems in in all sports really battle this tough test of life uh, w- what's your thoughts on um, on on the struggle that it is being a professional athlete in today's kind of society yeah, I mean, with social media and you know all the coverage you get, uh, all the television coverage, it's a giant fishbowl, and I can see where it's a lot of anxiety and a lot of uh, uh, tough feelings. You, you, you're supposedly living the life, but all of a sudden, if you go out and miss six cuts in a row, the, the world's on top of your shoulders, right? So, yeah, I, I get it. You know, these guys come on. It's funny. Richard Blaine came off today, and they ran him through what we call it the car wash, right? You go to you go to Golf Channel and you go over to NBC and you go to uh, Sirius XM and you go over here to ESPN and then you go into the, the print media. We call it the car wash. And Richard Bland looked around and said, man, really? Rory does this every week, huh? And they go, yeah, <laughs> he really does. And and it's tough. I, I get it. You know, I get it. It's, uh, it's a lot on these guys. It's a great life. You want to be out there a long time. Uh, but it's a, it's a lot of pressure. You know, when you, you look at a Ricky Fowler and the expectations on him or a Jordan Spieth where he struggled, it's so public when you struggle, right? It's so out there in the open and you're, you're hitting shots offline that you never thought you'd be hitting. Uh, and you're, you're living through it. It's not, it's not a team event where you can kind of hide and go for four and your team wins one day on a baseball diamond. I mean, it's very public and, and every shot, is huge, and I understand the anxiety on these people. I really do. So, you know, I, I, I try to have compassion for that when I see Alexi Thompson uh, struggle down mm-hmm. the stretch at a, at a women's open. And, and I think it's great what Matthew Wolf is doing this week. Hopefully he has a new attitude 
where he has some fun out there. And, and you know, he's a really talented kid. He almost won this event nine months ago. So yep. uh, it's pretty cool that he's going to give himself another shot. Jeff, you're the best man. We appreciate you taking some time, and uh, it'll be fun. Happy Father's Day to you, by the way. And uh, it's been fun to follow you on social media and see all the great memories you've got with your sons through baseball and golf. And you know, it's a uh, it's a great tribute. I can tell you know that you're but you've been a great dad, and and uh, I, I think that's cool. So just Happy Father's Day to you, and uh, we really appreciate uh, your time that you spend with us here on the show. You bet, guys, and the same to you. You guys are great dads, and. Uh... I hope you really enjoy Sunday. It should be a great Sunday for all of us. Yeah, exactly. Jeff Babineau joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Love having Babs on the show. Hopefully you enjoyed that. We'll wrap things up next. Thanks for being with us here on a U.S. Open edition of Real Golf Radio. Hey guys, BT here, and Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried & Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried & Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. Hotel Park City, along with the Spa and Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, are open. Parents were tired, forced into homeschooling, juggling work at home and kids at home. Well, take a staycation and escape to Hotel Park City. The pool's open, fitness center, bandanas grill, Ruth's Chris, the spa, and the golf course. From suites and the cottages that offer private hot tubs on the balcony and three fireplaces, you got to get away. To Hotel Park City, call 435-940-5077. That's 435-940-5077 for reservations today. 2020 has been a lesson in the unexpected, but the real estate market has adapted to the new normal. I'm Bob Casper from Real Golf Radio and the Casby Real Estate Group. With trends we've seen and the COVID vaccine, it helps us to make predictions for 2021. So here's what you can expect. Interest rates will continue to be low. Home values and prices will continue to rise for now. And there's going to be more new construction. No one can predict the future, but we have the experience to develop a unique plan just for you. So let's talk. Send an email to Bob at Casby com. That's Bob at K-A-S-B-Y realestate.com. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. Temperatures are rising, and you know what that means. It's time to turn your water on your sprinklers. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate the golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. 
You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. All right, thanks again to Jeff Babineau, America's favorite caddy. Troy Merritt, John Bodenhammer joined us in hour number one. If you missed any part of the show, follow us on Twitter, at Real Golf, or search for Real Golf Radio wherever your favorite podcasts are found. And uh, it's been a fun U.S. Open show for sure, Bob. Again, uh, I know this is a, is a big one for you there. Torrey Pines, your dad's uh, name yeah. is uh, right there on the wall of fame. He's a two-time U.S. Open champ as well. Um, this this is going to be fun. What do you expect? It, it certainly is a unique leaderboard. What do you, how do you think this is going to shake out this weekend? Well, I thought what John Bodenhammer said in hour one was very telling. He said that, you know, uh, he likes where the golf course is, was at, at after the first round. Second round is going to get a le- little bit tougher, and the golf course is going to come to them as it gets closer to the weekend, which means it's going to be harder and harder on Saturday and Sunday. Buckle up. It is the U.S. Open Championship at Torrey Pines. For Dave Glauser, our producer. For Bob Casper, son of two-time U.S. Open Billy Casper, I'm Brian Taylor wishing all the fathers out there a very happy Father's Day. And everyone enjoy this weekend at Torrey Pines and the U.S. Open. Hi, this is Jay Ritchie, the co-host of Tee to Green, the golf show, the show by golfers for golfers. Be sure to join us every Sunday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific time when we talk golf in Colorado Springs, Colorado, right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network.